Get yourself together. From the sounds of it, he seems like an okay guy, maybe really boring. I sent a text to my roommate and I was like, hey girl, if you see a snake in my room, don't be alarmed. He's in a latched <laughs> box. He's just here for the night. Oh, don't get me started on health insurance. I got into a fight at a Burger King once. I let them have my phone and no joke, I have 15 photos of cats wearing bunny ears. <laughs> Why is your nipple inside out? So that's kind of fun. That's super exciting. Hello and welcome to another episode of Get Yourself Together, the podcast where we take heavy topics and make them light. I am Jesse the Therapist. And I'm Jackson Carter. Our topic tonight is a little bit heavy. Intense. Intense. And yeah. uh, I want to talk about the story that led you to this first because <laughs> I really, really love where this came from. Mm -hmm. I want to get everyone listening in the right mindset. So how did this come about? So I was researching the psychology of ghosts and did uh -huh. a segment on Fox about it. And, um, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that you can research about ghosts, right? But there's this one lady, Carrie Poppy, and she is a paranormal investigator for the IIG, which is the Independent Investigator, wait, investigator Group. And they're in California. Okay. But, um, but you can email them, and they'll you know, get a hold of you and all of that. Um, so she's part of this group. And uh, she has a TED Talk. She has a, she wrote a bunch of articles. Really amazing. Wow. Yeah, she's she's really quite amazing. Um, what I loved about this is that um, she talked about that she has yet to find a ghost, and she has all these all this knowledge, all the scientific basis behind it about you know carbon monoxide poisoning or mold or all these different things, right? So she's a naysayer. She's she, like. Well, that's the cool part about her is every single time, every investigation that she goes on, she is super excited to find a ghost. She's like, this is the time I find a ghost. This I got is it. the email. This is the one. <laughs> mm -hmm. I haven't yet. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm assuming she's done a lot of investigations. Lots of them. And, yeah. and that's the cool thing is that she is always excited to, to meet that ghost. And it, she goes in with a completely clear mind with yeah. it. And that is why we are, that's how we started with this, how to change someone's mind. Yeah. And more importantly, how to be able to... Change your own mind. Yes. That's really important too, yep. is self-reflection and being able to understand other people's points of view. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, changing someone's mind, yep. including your own. Mm -hmm. um, and it could not come at a better time. Because oh, goodness. I don't know if you've like watched the news lately, but we're fucked. We're, <laughs> oh, we're so screwed like all the time. It's nothing but bad news all the time. Yeah. The country... It's so divided. It, I've yeah. never, I, I've never experienced anything like this in my life. Have you seen no, research? No, this is statistic, like statistically, this is we are the most divided um, as Americans that we have ever been. Uh, specifically, uh, we don't listen to each other. We don't compromise with one another. Social issues like healthcare are one of the biggest, but also race and gender issues, and then our economy as a whole. Right. Which is, is nuts to think that we are so divided, and yet we're in some pretty uh, terrible stuff going on. Like, we, this is the right. time we need to understand each other. Right. Well, and, and it's not, it's not a, a matter of, oh, I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican anymore. Oh, no. It's not, we, yeah. We've advanced far past <laughs> party allegiance now. Right. To the point where former politicians are just getting bombs mailed to them. Yeah. In the United States of America in the year 2018. Yep. Like, I never thought I would see anything like this happen in my lifetime. Like, we, we read things like about the Civil War growing up. You learn about the Civil War. You learn about how divided the country was. You think, that can't possibly happen again. Brother fighting brother. Yeah. No way. That's so crazy. That's yeah. so silly. And yet, 
here we are. We're here. There's just massacre after massacre and bombs. And those of you from outside of the States, I'm sure you're seeing a lot of stuff too, not just... This is just our pers- this perspective. This is from our perspective. Yeah. Um, and, I'm, and I'm sure every country is dealing with their own thing. But, I mean, right now in America, it's scary and it's bad. And, yeah. and um, something has to give. Mm-hmm. So we have to be able to s- talk to each other and see each other's perspective. How do we do that? So here is the thing with strong opinions. Um, we like to pretend that we are doing it in a rational manner when really our strong opinions are based on emotion. So if anyone attacks your strong uh, opinion, uh, we take an emotional reaction to it masked in rational thinking. Right. So Carrie Poppy, for instance, the inner truths, like things that we truly believe our belief systems are kind of an art form. They're right. a little more flexible. Whereas our outer truths, which would be science, would be things that we have to hard prove. Mm-hmm. There has to be actual facts behind it. And so first things first, I know this sounds silly, but you can have a strong opinion about something. But when you approach someone else about a strong opinion, you have to approach them with a completely open mind and you have to be willing to have your mind changed as well. Right. Which, I, you know, is really, it's easier said than done by far. Oh, yeah. No one wants to change their mind. Oh, no, because we, we know what we're talking about. Every one of us has everything figured out. We have our ideas. We're happy with where we're at. Why would I listen to you, you country bumpkin who doesn't know what you're doing? Or you city liberal who thinks you know everything? You know yeah. what I mean? Like, why, why would I bother? Exactly. Well, and we have some factors that assist us in this process. So our outside factors would be timing making sure that you're not getting someone when they're hungry or they're angry or they're already being attacked. Oh. So that's a thing. So timing is really important there. The number of people in the group that has your same opinion, and this can this can backfire. So what we tend to do is if, let's say, we're really, uh, really liberal, we also surround ourselves with liberals. Yeah. So we're all talking about the same issues and we, we're regurgitating facts. Yeah, we're just throwing the yeah, same like, thing up on top of Did you hear what they did? Yeah, and it, we're not actually conversing. We're just getting ourselves riled up. Right. Um, the real task in that is trying to diversify your social group right. so that you have other opinions, and then they can bring their opinions, and you can bring yours, and you guys can sit down and actually have a conversation about it. Right. So that social piece is very important. And then how much you're actually talking about it. So politics are a big thing now, obviously. I right. mean, there always were, but this is nuts. It rules your life now. Yeah. It used to be able, like you had, what, your presidential campaign lasted four months, maybe, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you voted, and then everyone forgot about politics again, and they went on with their day-to-day life. Now mm-hmm. it's just 24 hours a day. Yep. We have, and, and there are a lot of factors that contribute to this, Primarily the 24-hour news cycle, both cable news, TV news, and social media, Mm -hmm. which is, by the way, Mark Zuckerberg, that monster, (laughs) I think he has a lot to do with this, in the the sense that... Back in the good old days of Facebook, it was all chronological, right? You just kind of saw things as they came up. So whether or not you wanted to see something that Aunt Kathy posted one minute ago (laughs) about what she believes is right and true and blah, 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 Mm -hmm. you saw it. Mm -hmm. And you may not agree with it, but it was always present. Yeah. But what Zuckerberg did, what his team did anyway, the Facebook team did, is they took 
all of the things that they think you wanted, they, they, yeah. that they think that you wanted to see, and they shoveled it in there, and they blocked everything else out of your feed that they think that you don't want to see. Yep. So instead of seeing a mixed bag of everything from from your friends and your followers and everything, now you only see the things that reaffirm your point of view in the first place. Yeah. So if Facebook sees that you're donating to a certain politician, because remember, they can follow you everywhere now. Yeah. They know everything you do, everything you say. If they see that you like only liberal Congress people, if they see that you, you know, talk about someone in particular, if you tag a politician, mm-hmm. they remember every bit of this. And then they spoon feed all of that right back into you because that's what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And we have to be able to step away from that and understand that social media just like regular media just like tv and radio is fiction Mm -hmm. it's not real life it is glamorized versions of what they want the message to be and right now facebook's message is that they they want you to spend as much time on their app as possible so that you see their ads Mm -hmm. and if you're seeing things that you don't like then you're probably going to exit out so remember that remember that your reality isn't reality right anymore well and and that's exactly it. So what what's happening is we are being fed back our belief systems. And that is the biggest mistake we make when we're trying to convince somebody else or get knowledge in general. Right. If we are basing it completely off of our belief system, we're not actually open. And we're not considering other sources or other values that go along with that. Um, so the, here's the big three. If you want to convince somebody or at least get a better understanding of something, um, there's beliefs, which is your knowledge base. There's trusted sources, and they don't have to be actually trusted sources. They are your trusted sources. Who you trust. Yep, that's a big difference. And then values, things that you hold near and dear, and that tends to be the more inner truth art form pieces in you that are more flexible, right? Um, So if you're starting with these, beliefs are kind of those mathematical things. So if you start off with an argument that's that's pretty basic and that is not emotionally intertwined, like a brain teaser of some kind, sure. um, really, it's going to be heavy on the, the knowledge base, the belief system of the knowledge that, like if you and I saw the same brain, brain teaser, we would base it on the information that was given to us. Right. Right? Because we, we don't have any outside sources coming in and... Uh, infiltrating that specific scene. We're like, oh, this is just, we're just hanging out. We have our individual biases, the way that we've solved problems before. Yes. And that might help us solve the brain teaser, but really we're going in there blind. We have no idea what we're trying to figure out. Right. And so we take that information, we come up with logical arguments and we work in that direction. And oftentimes we'll work together because there's no emotional intertwine with that. We're just like, hey, did you think of this? Yeah, let's think of that. And then we we move down that pathway. Right. Okay, so that's kind of a knowledge-based problem, and it's definitely more mathematical. Our sources, though, this is when things start getting messy. And this is where Facebook and all of the things that we kind of tailor to ourselves, Mm -hmm. um, we start getting these trusted sources. Like, people will trust things that are posted on Facebook when they don't have to be actually real sources at all. Oh, no way. Yeah, it's like that's a, not what the name of the game is in Facebook land. That's not clickbait or whatever. No, you know, that's, it, not, that's not going to get people to visit your website. Exactly. you got to make it cool. you <laughs> yeah. got to show a little more skin, right? That's what is it, it is. So does Hillary Clinton have a demon mask? <laughs> oh, does she? I don't know. Not really, no. but we kind of found this Photoshop photo that we thought was funny. Like, <laughs> that's like, what it ends up being. Everybody look. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's really ridiculous. But we start to trust these sources after whether we like to or not after we have experienced them multiple times right which is silly because it's like no that's that's crap like uh tmz 
Oh, yeah. Right. So oh, we're like, oh, man. my gosh. Like, if you watch a lot of that, you start to believe that that is actual truth and not sitting there going, well, I don't think she was flipping off the camera. I think she was just dropping her coffee. Like, yeah. you know. Or scratching her nose or like yeah. she, was just, she was picking up her back at the airport. Yeah. Like, this is normal things. So we start to trust the sources that we are infiltrated with the most. And then our values is, uh, so it's pitching the argument towards the values they hold personally, not that you hold personally, because we we tend to get our values uh, based off experiences when we are young and just past events, right? Right. Um, and and that might be from your parents. It might just be from you cruising through life or whatever. But then we hold those near and dear because there's an emotional connection to those. Right. They're they're typically not rational, um, even though they might be. You might be able as an adult to rationalize why we don't steal things. Right. But usually there's an emotional connection to why that would be the case. Your mom told you no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and she made you march back in there and you yeah. were embarrassed and that you was were ridiculous. So embarrassed. So now you don't steal things. Right. Right? Um, so what's interesting is liberals tend to um, rate fairness higher than loyalty mm-hmm. and conservatives rate loyalty higher than fairness. So you can pitch the same argument, such as like uh, funding for military. Um, if you do it as well, you know, as a, as a liberal, like it's fair because everybody gets to participate in this. They get healthcare, they get education funds, um, they get to take their families with them, so on and so forth. This is fair. This is good for the community. A liberal is on top of that. They're like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. It sounds good. That sounds like we want that. We want to, yeah, we want to stay protected. We want to have healthy people. Great. Right. Exactly. Like, hey, that's wonderful. But conservatives would be like, well, we got to we got to protect and we got to make sure that we have a strong presence and those type of arguments. Carry a big stick. Yeah. Carry a big stick. And it's like, oh, yeah. OK, I'm on board with that. Yeah. Let's do this. We Let's definitely these need folks. to stay protected. Look how crazy the rest of the world is right now. Right. And it's the same goal. Yeah. It's just pitching the argument into two different ways. Yeah. It's and, marketing. Yeah. It's marketing. It's <laughs> really? exactly what that's it is. That's all it is. Changing someone's mind is just marketing. Because mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of times when we get into arguments, I know we keep lying really heavily on pol- politics, but that's just where everyone in the country's at right now. Yeah, just right now. So that's, that's kind of how we're going to continue with this. That's how I'm going to market it to you. Um, <laughs> really, it, it, the... We like to start in a way where um, we want to point out all the reasons that their logic is flawed. I don't know why we started it this way. I don't know the last time someone told me I was wrong and I was like, yeah, you're right, pal. You're right. I was wrong. Mm-hmm. No. I mean, like, no, I doubled down. Screw you, man. Look at this <laughs> thing I read on FacebookFreedomEagle.net slash EU blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Like, I, mm-hmm. I, you double down. So as soon as somebody... Um, makes a strong assertion at you or or tells you that you're wrong or tells you that you're stupid or that your values are bad, you shut off. Mm. You don't want to hear that. No <laughs> one wants to hear that because yeah. you're not marketing it properly. It's like if I went up to someone and was like, hey, you're fat. You need my pill. I'm like, no, they don't want to hear that. No. <laughs> of course not. Right. That's a terrible way to sell a diet supplement. What you say is, look at these slim, beautiful women. And then, they, <laughs> you know, they make themselves feel bad and they buy your product. <laughs> That's, right. That's different. It's so much better. Yeah, it's so much better. Oh my god! It really isn't any better, but <laughs> but it's effective. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the difference. And and that can be used for good or evil. We won't get into that right now. Mm. But uh, but changing someone's mind is all about getting yourself in their headspace. Where are they at? Why mm-hmm. do they think that way? What? How can how can I see it from their point of view? Mm-hmm. It's about removing yourself and your emotions from the situation and seeing it from their end. And the way that I like to do it personally is I ask them, Oh, why? Yes. They like because mm-hmm. 
I'm a steamroller in a conversation. <laughs> I tend to really uh, take the reins in a conversation. <laughs> so uh, when somebody says something and then I shut my mouth for the first time since I was born in 1991 um, <laughs> and I, I stay quiet and I ask them, oh, why? Why do you think that? Or how did you get that information? Or where did you hear that? That is shocking. Like, it's alarming to them. Like, it's a jolt to the system. Like, no one's ever really questioned them that way before. And they have to think. They have to think. Mm -hmm. They have to think, why do I think this? Mm -hmm. So, let's say, you know, I overhear someone saying something racist Uh or something. Oh, well, why do you think that? Instead of me saying, oh, fuck you, you're a racist. (laughs) When they're like, no, I'm not, man. I have black friends. I know that's the go-to argument. It always is. It always is. Do you? Oh, you do? Do you have I'll bet they don't like you. (laughs) (laughs) Because you're a racist. But if I start like that, there's no room for growth or dialogue or conversation because Mm -hmm. they shut down. They don't want to hear it. Right. I was like, oh, why do you think that? Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. Well, that starts a bracket into all of those. Their knowledge base, mm-hmm. what tr- sources they're using, if they're trusted to them, right. and then their internal values. Exactly. They have to take stock of that, and they have to take stock of it really quickly because I'm there with a dumb look on my face. Yes. Huh? Why? Yeah. Why? Huh. It's, it's, it's just that simple, and that's how the real dialogue starts. Mm-hmm. And you get to sit down, you get to um, re- like really get into it if you want to. Right. So that that's the first thing is figure out how you're going to uh, figure out where they're coming from and how you can sell your belief to them, how you can sell your product to them. Mm -hmm. Because that's all it is. That's that's what politics has been since the dawn of time. Well, that's what everything is. Like as a therapist, I'm trying to pitch them in the direction of healthiness. Right. Right. But I have to know them thoroughly Mm-hmm. And, and what, you know, build rapport and all of that so we can start guiding in a direction where it's like, no, you don't need to use alcohol in this way. Like, right. we can we can go a different direction. Let's do that. Like, um, yeah, have you tried exercise and yes. <laughs> self-reflection? Because that sometimes works. But if you if you come out the gate with that, they're like, yeah. oh, no, we're good. It's like, yeah, pal, everyone yeah. and their dog has told me to exercise and self-reflect. I'm good on that. Yeah, thanks. Thank you so much. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, you, you it's those things. It's the knowledge base, the trusted sources. And the uh, value systems or what their personal values are. So a couple of things. I love the why question because you're you're keeping it open. You're actually having them engage. You're having them think. Um, Talking face to face is so much better. Like face, like there's, um, you know, our favorite folks from I Am Salt Lake, the podcast. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So there's I love some, them. yeah, they are absolutely, you know, Chris and Chrissy. Chris and Chrissy. Fantastic people. Love them. Um, there is some serious conflict going on on, on like they, they set out this, you know, uh, different questions and things. And I, it's, it's very engaging because you're like, oh, this is happening, happening in Salt Lake. Yeah. Let's talk about it. And then it goes back and forth and back and forth. I can't read those threads. Like it's it gets too, too much. Toxic. Like you talk about Prop Two, the medical marijuana proposition, mm-hmm. and it gets heated fast in yeah. those comments. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And people get like, well, they, and they start referencing emotional pieces right. and not actual articles, and that's when you start losing me because it's like if, if you don't have research or like something from a, a trusted source, mm-hmm. like I know that your grandma such and such <laughs> and such, but I don't care. Like it's it, your grandma doesn't base it for the whole population. Yeah. You know, a re- actual reoccurring research. I'm sure she's a perfectly she's lovely a beautiful person, lady, but she but doesn't know anything about my life. Yeah, so yeah. so that's just it. Being face-to-face, you are significantly less likely to tell someone off or be disrespectful to somebody if you're looking them in the eye. Sure. Yep. I person. mean, that's that's just always the truth. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. Well, and doesn't that make it easier to listen? Oh, come here on the mic. <laughs> 
I was just going to ask, doesn't that make it easier to listen? Like, I'm just thinking if you're just looking at all these comments, like you can tell which ones are not with your opinion, you know, it's right. like you're just going to skip over them. You're not going to read them. Yeah. But if you're face to face, you actually have to listen. And that's a big part of it. Socially, we have to engage. If we're standing in a little circle, you know, talking about something and someone says something that you're like, whoa, that's ridiculous. You don't just be like, oh, pardon me. I'm going to just talk to this person and just ignore them right. like you would in a comment section. But if, if you're like, whoa, I don't understand that. Please explain that yeah. comment to Can me. Can you tell the group where you, where you got that? Yeah, that's real success. Like, let's yeah. not go that direction. Um, and in doing that, when you are face to face and you're, you're exchanging different opinions, not necessarily your same opinions, but different opinions, you're building trust yeah. because you're willing to stop and and consider what's going on there you might not agree and you might voice that you don't agree it's actually better if you don't or if you voice that you disagree with them but yeah. you're still building trust with them and and that's really imperative because suddenly you're a trusted source yeah when that happens. and that like we said we build our uh part of our knowledge base is based on the trusted sources what we're taking in mm -hmm. like we have a knowledge base from when we're little and what we were taught and then we also consume information like crazy mm -hmm. and if you can become that trusted source like i <laughs> the best way i can put it and I hate using this term because I hate this term, but um, I'm not like all the other gays. I have heard this <laughs> all the time growing up because in Utah, where I came out, I came out young. Mm -hmm. I came out in a very conservative state in yep. a very, very conservative county. Davis County is very conservative. Um, so for a lot of people, I was the first gay person they ever met, or at least they thought I was the first gay person they ever met, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I got a lot of people that for the first time ever had to confront that and they were curious about it. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this before where when you're a minority, you kind of have to be an ambassador to people who aren't familiar mm -hmm. and that sucks and you shouldn't have to be, but it's the right thing to do so that it changes their mind because no longer are the gays, you know, parading down the street in their whatevers and their all-togethers, um, causing a ruckus on a Sunday. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? The, this, yeah. It's not just a, a scantily clad pride parade anymore. Now you're their coworker. Mm -hmm. Now you're their friend. Now you're their student. And they're willing to listen to you because they know that you're not a bad person. Right. You're no longer the scary monster under the bed. Now you're just Jackson. Mm -hmm. And I've heard over and over again, I... Um, you're not like all the other gays. I was like, but that's the thing. I am. Yeah. I am just like all the other gays. I, every other gay man you will ever meet is just that is just a person. Mm -hmm. They're not scary. They're not vicious unless they are, but it's not to do with their sexuality. They're no, just, scary, just they're scary person on their own thing. Yeah. Um, so something to keep, that's something to keep in mind is that they might not just have any knowledge whatsoever mm -hmm. and you get to be that. And that's, can be exciting and that can be a really really good thing so uh, again interacting pe with people who are different from you helps them expand there and it helps you too mm -hmm. it really does like yeah. i i have a really interesting cross-section in my life where i came from a very conservative family that are i don't consider them malicious i i know my family are good people but they have very different views from me and i understand why and understanding why is the most powerful thing that you can do yes and that's the best way to change someone's mind is is Understanding their point of view and helping them understand your view as well. Yep.
Exactly. And not getting heated and not throwing the turkey at Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's a thing. <laughs> yeah, don't throw the turkey. Come on. Yeah, the turkey didn't do anything. Yeah, and he died for our Thanksgiving, he died for us. guys. So yeah, um, we were talking about talking face to face, educating yourself, and yes. and keeping it cool, calm, and collected. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you kind of went over open ended questions. Mm-hmm. Don't make this yes and no type questioning. Um, stop talking about you. Mm-hmm. People like to talk about themselves. It's just right. what it is. We all like to talk about, like, oh, this happened in my day. Um, Which it's, is like, pretty much the opposite of the advice I just gave you. Yeah. But it's... <laughs> no, no, no. But 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 on a, honestly, like, if you're, if you're, well, in my, like, okay, here's a, here's a classic one. If someone passes away in your family, mm-hmm. and then everybody knows exactly how you feel. Oh, yeah. Okay. My you, second cousin died, so I know yeah. what it's like to lose your father. Yeah. That is not a thing. Cool. You don't know how they feel. Even if you lost your father, they lost their father. Completely different situation. 100%. So, so don't pretend like you know what they're going through and what they're experiencing because it is completely different than what you went through. Totally. Yeah. And they should try to understand you, too. That's, yeah. that's the fun part of it. Um, if you don't know, don't say you know. People are really good at like trying to make up facts. Like you've, we've all had a professor yeah. where it's like, uh, yeah, well, uh, based on this, stati- and they come up with a statistic off off the cuff, and you're like, uh, can we no, cite that? Because I'm really right. interested in like the elements that went into that. Right. Is, is there like a, you know, a control group, all that kind of stuff? I'm just really excited about it, right? Right. I love, st- love research. Oh, y'all have to find it. Like okay, and well, and then they it. can't provide it, and then you're like, well, but I just learned about it. Yeah. Like, and now I have to do my own rabbit hole searching, and it, right. yeah. So, but if you, then you and you will take the task on yourself, and you will research it, and mm-hmm. you will learn, and you'll find out for yourself. Yeah, and sometimes it's accurate, right? But the 99 other people in your class are not going to do that. No, you know what I mean? Yeah, like you're an exception to that rule. I'm a weirdo. If I hear something, I'm like, all right, well, I must be true. He said it confidently. You know, yes, what I mean? I, and yeah. like that's a normal way to react to someone who speaks confidently right i trust me that's 80 percent of my job (laughs) is just to pretend like i know what i'm talking about so that one is that one personally i would say is the hardest one for me is pretending that i know things that i don't know right and i the the problem is that i get away with it so often (laughs) because like you're so good at fast talker and i can take a stance i can start a sentence and not have an opinion and then by the end of the sentence i have an opinion formed (laughs) or i know someone or i know something like it's just Mm -hmm. it's just the way that my brain works and and um i have tried really that's something that personally i've been working on is humbling myself and understand understanding that i don't know everything right and being able to um put myself in the other position and and take in the knowledge that they're giving me and and try to understand it right and that's listening skills yeah and that's something that we as a society at this point are losing like we just can't communicate with each other in in that way be able to listen to the other person if you have to hold your breath and count you are not listening and i know that like maybe you might like okay you pause for effect and then say your statement but you're not actually listening to them and so if we're if we're doing those cues like Really be present. Fill your chair that you're sitting in. If you don't understand something, ask for them to explain it. Nod your head or make a confused look. Something to indicate to them that you are paying attention mm-hmm. and that maybe you don't understand something. Maybe they can go into it further. But we really need to listen because we've always had strong opinions. Right. Throughout all of history. Since the dawn of time. Yep. Whether it was one tribe over another. Yep. You know, we all have struggled. I want to go east, you go west kind of thing. But but the thing is, is that we need to learn to compromise with one another and figure out what's actually best for the greater whole, not just for you. Right. 
Right, and and there's no one solution. No. There really isn't. No. Nope. Especially since, again, we're going back to American politics. America's so big. We're mm-hmm. so big. Mm-hmm. And we like to think that it's one or the other. Red or blue. Liberal, conservative. Democrat, Republican. Um it's so much more complicated than that. Mm-hmm. Everything is gray and and everything is purple and no one solution is going to make everybody happy. Right. You know what I mean? But but we can start to bring these opposing views and it is starting to get more and more red and blue, black and white. And and that's a bummer. Yeah. It needs to be a little more gray. It needs to be a little more you have this belief, that's awesome, let's take a piece of that. You have this belief, let's awesome, take a piece of that. And we need to come together, but that's not going to happen until we start fucking hearing each other. Right. Like, it's not going to happen. Yeah. We can't, because yeah. it can't. Yeah. It just can't. And in order to change somebody's mind, you need to listen. Yeah. You have to, and you have to be open to your mind changing. Like, that was right. like the thesis of this whole thing mm-hmm. is if you want to change someone's mind, don't be shocked if yours gets changed first. Yep. And that is powerful. And once you understand that, you you'll see that people are much more willing to listen to you mm-hmm. because you conceded a point. Like, oh yeah, I hadn't thought about that. You know what? You're right. Or you know what? I'm gonna think about that some more and follow mm-hmm. up with it. Follow up and be like, yeah, you know what? I went and researched that. You're totally right. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like being humble enough to admit that you had a change of heart on something is awesome. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember this, but it was a big deal. I want to say like right after I got out of high school, right? It was right after the prop eight stuff in California, Mm -hmm. the gay marriage ban, all of this. Um, But we have in Utah, a notoriously anti-gay governor. Yep. And he has always been that way. And he has always, you know, fought marriage equality and job and housing rights. And it's just, it's a thing. Yep. But his lieutenant governor came out, even though the governor had told the lieutenant governor, don't say anything, keep it back. The lieutenant governor came out and he said, I have always felt strongly with the governor. I have always sided with the governor on these issues. Um, and I will say that in middle school, I, I was a bully and I was mean to gay people and I didn't understand it. And he goes, I want everyone in this bill. He, he t- uh, did this. I think right around Pride Week, so mm-hmm. or or maybe it was coming out day or something, but he held a talk on the city hall lawn in Salt Lake, and everyone gathered around, and he said, I need to tell you that I was wrong, and I'm sorry, and oh, I'm yeah. going to work tirelessly to fix it, and I, how do I fix it? Will you tell me how I can fix it, and how yeah. I can change, and what's best for you? Because regardless of how we feel about party to party, person to person, we're, we're, you, I, you're still my constituents and I still need to take care of you. Mm-hmm. So what can I do to make sure that happens? And that was the most powerful thing. You have to you have to look up his talk. I'm sure it's still on YouTube. Mm-hmm. His name is Spencer Cox, Lieutenant Governor of Utah, talking about LGBTQ rights. But that was, that was so powerful. And he didn't do anything. All he did was say, I'm wrong. That's yeah, all yeah. it took. That's yeah. all it took. And and every it, it did so much good for the queer community in Utah. Mm-hmm. And and that's all it can take. And you can do that. You can heal entire communities. You can heal relationships. You can heal families just by saying, I learned new things and I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. What? else do I need to know yeah or or and and imagine what it would feel like if someone that you were so different from and and had told you that you were wrong forever came up and did the same thing to you amazing that'd be amazing yeah. so 
Yeah, it's important to um, get your point of view across and what you value and and rah 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 and advocate for yourself. But just as importantly, you have to understand that you're not you're not the only one in the world, mm-hmm. and that you have to get along with people and you have to be willing to change your mind and concede points as well because no one's going to get anything done until that starts happening. Yep. Whew. Love it. Oh, had a breath. <laughs> it's accurate so, though. But that's that's it. Mm-hmm. Listening, like. of communication should be listening. You should Should listen to other people first. And then take that information in. And I'll I'll be the first to admit that I'm terrible at that. I'm so bad at it because I'm such a good talker. I've really developed the talking. The listening, not so much. And um, it's something that I'm working on and I'm getting better at as I get older. Um, But you're not going to be a pro at it overnight. And it's a skill just like learning how to shoot a three throw you know like it's <laughs> yeah. it's it's a skill that you have to develop over time and yep. if you are bad at that listen to what i'm saying this will be the first exercise listen to what listen. i'm saying and try and and start exercising your listening skills mm-hmm. and and try to get better because you might have to be the first one yep you might be breaking ground so mm-hmm. it's okay yep um all right do you have anything else that you want to talk about? Nope, that's on changing that's all lines. Of it. Yeah. Okay, I didn't tell you anything that's groundbreaking. I told you a million things that you've heard a million times, but it is very important to me personally. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you listening, um, and and hopefully I've changed your mind. Love it. <laughs> all right, let's be done with this. Let's do it. Until next week. Be a decent person. Don't be a dick. Woo. Bye.